Welcome back to the Joshua Shaw audio experience. Firstly, thank you for giving me a bit of your attention. I'm honored you trusted me with it, and I promise to return the favor by giving you a ton of edutainment value back. In my newest podcast episode, I'll provide some what's next scenarios for the intriguing CPG brand portfolio that owns Prime and Alani New. But before we get started, I would love if you took 47 seconds out of your day to leave a rating or review on whichever podcasting platform you're currently listening to. This helps me out immensely in terms of extending the reach of my podcast, but more importantly, allows me to make improvements based on your feedback. Thank you again. Now enjoy my newest podcast episode. Is there a more riveting what could be next story playing out right now across any part of the CPG industry than with the brand portfolio Congo Brands? For those that follow me on Twitter, you might recall that during the first few days of January 2022, I posted that Congo Brands was the beverage portfolio company you likely didn't know yet, but you should. And the timing of that statement was very much planned because two partnership announcements were about to catapult Congo Brands from an emerging supplement industry breakthrough success story to the talk of the beverage world. Since I'm still a deep practitioner within the intersections of functional food and beverage and then nutritional supplements, I caught wind of Congo Brands relatively early. After seeing some initial sales data from its GNC launch in early 2019, I decided to research who was behind the women's supplement brand Alani New, beyond fitness influencer Katie Hearn and her husband Hayden Schneider. That led me to realizing it was the same partners that helped clean up the early intellectual property mess that fitness influencer Christian Guzman caused with his attempted launch of an energy drink brand in a white metal bottle called Up Energy. But despite the extremely strong sell-through at GNC for Alani New during 2019, and what was now known as 3D Energy picking up a small amount of beverage distribution and retail placement momentum, you'd be hard-pressed to find many CPG thought leaders talking about Congo brands. Trust me, because when I named Alani New to my top five biggest supplement brand winners of 2019 list, I was getting handfuls of trash-talking messages stating they didn't deserve the number four ranking. Now, I totally understand that saying this today is easy with hindsight and all that, but I always had this gut feeling that Alani New and Max and Trey at Congo Brands would be hugely successful. Additionally, I believed they would have an outsized impact on those converging functional CPG categories that really define my professional life. So I felt compelled to reach out to them in March of 2020. We ended up having several strategic game theory-like conversations around marketplace uncertainty, potential expansion plans, and outcomes probability. A few of those insights turned into action, while others held only philosophical conversation value at a time when you prefer to keep your mind busy on productive thoughts. But it probably wasn't until the back half of 2020 into early 2021 that Alani New evolved in the mind of CBG pundits from supplement brand that offered energy drinks to a beverage company with huge velocities in national retailers like Kroger and Target. The revenue momentum stemming from both total distribution point growth and strong velocities continued throughout 2021. Alani New was really off to the races, which brings us back to that first point about two announcements in early 2022 that would catapult Congo brands into outsized mainstream success. 
The first was collaborating with one of the biggest TikTok stars, Addison Rae, on a brand new energy drink and protein bar flavor. Secondly, and maybe most importantly to the storyline, Congo Brands partnered with YouTube stars Logan Paul and KSI to launch the hydration drink, Prime. At this point, do I even need to kind of chronicle the successes of Prime? In its first 11 and a half months of operations, Prime reportedly generated sales of around $115 million in 2022. That's essentially unheard of in any beverage category that isn't a brand or product extension by one of the biggest beverage brand portfolios. What's even more impressive is that Prime now has over $550 million in track channel retail sales over the last 52 weeks, and the run rate will likely reach a billion dollars by the end of 2023. So here's a quick recap on the Congo brand's portfolio and its partnerships before I dive into some kind of what's next kind of scenarios. Prime is the current star performer selling mostly hydration beverages and was created with YouTubers, Logan Paul and KSI. Alani New is no slouch though, selling approximately $400 million worth of energy drinks across track channels over the last 52 weeks. The supplement brand turned beverage powerhouse was created by the husband and wife team of Hayden Schneider and Katie Hearn. Finally, 3D Energy is an energy drink brand that has garnered decent success of it super small compared to Prime and Alani New, and was created with Christian Guzman. But let's start from the smallest to the biggest brand on kind of what potentially could be next. From my understanding, Christian Guzman was, or maybe still is, the majority owner of 3D Energy. Even though he obviously doesn't have any beverage industry experience, that isn't problematic because of the partnership with Congo Brands. Here's the problem though, quick glances over Christian Guzman's social media content have me scratching my head a bit because there's really no promotion of the energy drink brand. As a creator packaged good brand, the value lies in that creator's mastery at winning consumer attention through today's kingmakers, aka digital platform algorithms. Without that, 3D Energy has minimal upside and substantial opportunity risk with it being a distraction to Congo brands. So what's going on here? I think Christian Guzman has enough business stress on his plate with Alphalete and Alphaland, and he'd rather just be a promoter of another brand like Ghost or even Red Bull. So if I was Congo brands, I would first attempt to maximize the asset's value by intentionally distancing 3D energy from Christian Guzman. Because here's really the downside of the creator packaged goods brand movement. What's the value of acquiring it when the founder who embodies the brand is unlikely to stay engaged long-term? And if that doesn't work out, I would likely just like wind down the brand. Talking about founders who embody the brand and are unlikely to stay engaged long-term, <laughs> I'm never one to disclose things that aren't public, so I'll just echo what the Reuters piece said about three months ago, which stated Lonnie New had hired J.P. Morgan Chase to explore options that includes a full or partial sale of the company at a valuation of more than $3 billion. If this interest in selling is coming from outside of Congo brands, it opens the previous question of brand progression from the creator founder and if direct involvement is still crucial to the success of Alani New. While I believe Katie Hearn, especially when she's fully engaged, is extremely valuable to the brand she created, I do think Alani New can live on without her direct involvement. Now at that valuation is another subject because it's definitely strong. 
In that same Reuters article, they used the PepsiCo Celsius and KDP Nutribull deals as comparatives, but I don't believe that's apples to apples. As a standalone minority investment, assuming acquisition of the whole asset isn't available, there are still limited sizable upside scenarios for that late stage move. Additionally, Alani knew without the Katie Hearn halo effect of influence means the strategy needs to evolve into leaning on other powerful influencer partnerships like they did with Kim Kardashian. Here's the good news though, regardless for the brand. Gen Z and millennial females are out indexing within the energy drinks market. And Alani New can capture a great deal of those incremental category buyers. They have a great liquid and a strong brand. Let's shift over to Prime though, because this one is super interesting. On one hand, this brand is a fucking rocket ship, reaching sales levels at record speeds. On the other hand, that outlier success creates a ton of possible challenges for Prime. Considering the revenue base and growth rates, you'd be looking at a body armor acquisition type numbers. At those like eight plus billion dollar numbers, your list of CPG acquirers is quite small. One of the shortlist names would be PepsiCo, but they would never be allowed to acquire Prime for antitrust reasons. Since Coke just bought Body Armor, they already have too much debt to make another huge deal, especially in the same category. So that likely leaves maybe KDP and AB InBev, but both seem unlikely. With an acquisition unlikely, what's Congo Brand's next move? To reach Gatorade, they need to spend more on marketing to be like omnipresent. They also don't have the same vertical integration assets of PepsiCo and Coke, so eventually the margins thin out. So to keep the prime train moving fast, maybe Congo Brands looks to go public in 2024. That brings me back to that, like Alani New deal rumors and how it's a bit limiting to some potential investors. The more attractive investment would be in the entire Congo Brands portfolio because of those public market exit opportunities. So Maybe some trigger clauses are packaged in some way. Who knows? On the non-finance side of potential challenges, all that success naturally breeds haters. Even Edward Bernays would be impressed with whoever's behind the onslaught of propaganda against Prime. Beyond the business competition haters, though, there's also this like double-edged sword effect to how creators like Logan Paul generate attention. As an example, look at his upcoming boxing match against Dylan Dennis. It's creating a ton of exposure for Prime, but also key man risk could increase if the public perception turns on Logan Paul. Though it seems at least right now, Prime appears impenetrable and will continue to grow off savvy creative business strategies. But before I end this content, let's talk about Congo Brands as a whole. Even without various investment scenarios playing out, Congo Brands likely starts or maybe better put restarts ownership in more of their distribution and supply chain. On a more interesting thought, is the Congo portfolio set at three brands or will there be more? I think the easy answer is yes. Congo Brands seeks to maximize the right celebrity or creator plus right product element of the creator packaged goods movement. This can pull forward brand awareness to a level that takes competitors years or many millions of dollars. Last year, rumors had them creating a sweet tea line called Down South with country music superstar Morgan Wallen, but that deal somehow fell apart. More recently, they appear to be interested in being Mr. Beast's beverage partner, but 
he seems to be slow playing his next move beyond Beastables. As you can likely tell by those partnership rumors, Congo Brands is only interested in whale hunting now. Because of its current level of success, it needs major creator names to push the needle, or it ends up being a waste of precious company resources. Well, I think I threw a lot of interesting ideas out there to get you thinking, but as always, only time will tell what's next for Congo Brands. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. If you have any comments or questions about anything I discussed during it, open the podcast episode notes and click on any of my social media account links to reach out to me directly. 